Welcome to this series from Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan. We're very, very privileged to have them. Please stand. Give the lease a very, very warm welcome. All right. God bless. Matt, God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think always the loudest clap should be reserved for our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you agree? Amen. Yes. Well, welcome everyone today. We're honored to stand before you. I'm Big Mac, been married to the brain for 27 years, subject of most of the books that you want to buy outside there. And I was born in Nairobi, Kenya, and Caroline was born in Harare, Zimbabwe. So we're from Africa, we live in America, so we're African-Americans for all of you out there. (laughs) I always like to start you off with something funny because it relaxes you, gets the endorphins going because you're going to learn a lot today. We're doing the sow and the seed, the importance of long-term memory formation. So I'm going to leave you in uh, Caroline's capable hands. We've got a lot of slides, we've got props. So welcome all of you to this morning's service. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Such an honor to be here in your beautiful church, in your beautiful state. We get the privilege of going around the world and seeing all these incredible places. And how's this? We spend five days a week in church, literally, preaching all over the place. And I'm a scientist. I mean, I ran a clinical practice for 25 years, and I still do clinical trials and research. But I get the privilege of connecting the dots. And when I say connecting the dots, connecting the spiritual side with the scientific side. And they should be connected because God made everything and science is how we understand this everything. We see his wonderful magnificence in science. So I love the fact that science is catching up with the word of God and I love the fact that when I get into discussions with scientists and they are trying to understand the nature of man, I can say, well, there is an answer and it's in the word of God. So that's a really exciting thing to be able to do. Amen. So we're going to talk about the sower and the seed, and I'm going to link the sower and the seed to some science. I'm going to teach you about how you form long-term memory, because we need to form memories of God's Word inside of us in order for us to be able to do life like we should. As we know, the implanted Word of God will save our soul. So as we plant God's Word deeply inside of us, that is how we will be able to cope more efficiently with life. So we're going to look at the brain, and we're going to look at a couple of things about the brain, and you'll see a slide up there that's the outside of the brain, and we're going to go inside the brain, and we're actually going to learn a very, I'm going to teach you stuff that is literally stuff, it's science that is so new that a lot of scientists don't even know about the science that I'm about to share with you, and a lot, and it's a very almost controversial area because it's so new, because a memory is something that people have not really understood, but we do know that we have short and long-term memory, and memory is also the brain is what we call a neural substrate of the mind. Now, what that means is that you are spirit, soul, and body, you're triune being, and your mind is your soul, and your mind, which is your soul, is your ability to think, choose, and feel, and then your brain is part of the physical body. So your brain and your mind are not the same thing. Your brain and your mind are separate, okay? So your mind actually controls your brain and that's really great news. So our brain is basically going to do what our mind tells it to do. So where your mind goes, your brain follows. 
which is really nice. So we are not a victim of our biology, we are a victor over and above our biology. We also know from research that our brain can change. Back in the 80s, that, wasn't, that was not understood, it wasn't believed that the brain could change. I was trained in the 80s and I did research, um, what we call neuroplasticity research back in the 80s against what my professors thought was a good thing and well, didn't really understand why I would pursue um, research studying and showing how the brain can change, which I did because I, was, I understood the scriptures that said that we can renew our mind. So if we can renew our mind and God makes all things new, the most logical thing is that we can actually change the physical nature of who we are. By the mid-1990s, neuroplasticity was accepted, that we can change our brain. So what you'll see up on, this, on the screen now is, actual, is an actual slide of neurons, which are brain cells, which look like trees, and they're in a Petri dish, and they're in an environment and they actually start, they'll start moving. There we go, they're moving. Now this is literally what you are doing now. As you're listening to me at really fast speeds, way faster than what you are seeing on the screen, you are taking my words and you are actually causing them to actually, literally my words are the signal that cause your genes to express, which means you make little proteins, which means you build thoughts. So you are building little thought trees in your brain as I am speaking now. So on this side of the stage, you'll see green trees, and on this side of the stage, you'll see a little wiry tree. This is the love zone, this is the fear zone, and we are able to plant healthy thoughts by how we listen and how we focus, or we can also listen deeply and but in the wrong direction and plant bad thoughts. So let's talk about this concept of planting thoughts in terms of Mark 5, 28 and 34. First, we're gonna start there. I'm first going to talk about the woman with the issue of blood. Not the whole story, you know the story. But we do know, and I just want to remind you, is that this woman had a life and then she started suffering physically. And for years, she suffered physically. But she still persisted. She was still desperate for the answer. She had hope that this was not everything about her life. She knew there was something more. How did she have such a strong ability to persevere through suffering? How is it that she pushed through? She must have been rejected, isolated, um, basically sent outside the city, um, desperate. If she was married before, she would have been separated from her husband, maybe, because if, if, if you were bleeding, you were not allowed to connect with people. You had to stay separate. In other words, her life had been shattered. Her normal, happy, healthy life had been shattered. But she didn't give up and die. She persisted for years and years and years. What was different about her ability to push through? What is the difference about someone's ability to push through the hard times? And there's so many, 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 many incredible testimonies and stories of people that push through the hard times. What is the difference between someone who pushes through and someone who doesn't push through? And all of us are capable of pushing through because the word of God clearly says that we are able to rejoice despite the circumstances but that is a choice that is a choice okay so you have to choose to be desperate enough to want to change you have to choose to be desperate but there's definitely things that will help us and one of the things that the Bible teaches us is how to actually plant thoughts that will help you to be able to push through the hard times so if we look at that woman with the issue of blood look at these two scriptures and look at what I have italicized because she thought because she thought if I just 
touch his clothes, I will be healed, okay? Because she thought, this was not some Twitter feed that came through her Twitter and account that Jesus is in town, oh, I think I might just go and get a bit of healing. This was deep-seated thinking. This was someone who grew up understanding the nature of God. This is someone who spent hours building deep thoughts inside of her that helped her to push through, to be desperate enough to know that she would creep into town that day when she heard about Jesus. This was someone who had built thoughts deeply enough to know that despite what man said, she was going to still get into town that day with a veil over her head. Despite what could happen to her, and in that day and age, if you were bleeding and you touched, if it was your menstrual cycle and you touched a man, you could be stoned to death. You were punished. You were not allowed to do that. She knew all of this, and she recognized her miracle. When Jesus walked into town, she had not been taught about Jesus, but because she had thought deeply and planted deeply about the nature of God inside of her, she was prepared. She had the desperation, the courage, the perseverance, and the ability to recognize truth when it came into her town that day. And we know the story. She crept into town. She touched the garment. She didn't even ask Jesus to stop and lay hands on her and give her six months of counseling. None of that. She just knew. She had so much solid thinking inside the depths of who she was that she knew, she knew if she thought, if she just touched the hem of his garment. That's a different type of thinking to just thinking, oh, well, this could be cool. Let me go and get someone to lay on hands or this is something interesting. Let me see if I can get healed or whatever. It is a very, not just an instant thing. This was a deep-seated thing. So in that state, God recognized, God is crying out for us to be able to be in that state of mind where we can access the miracles that he has already provided. When Jesus died on the cross and rose 2,000 years ago, he did everything. He said, it is finished. God is not bound by space and time. He's not bound by what you still need done in your life. It is all done. What we need to do is think in the correct way and plant thoughts deeply inside of us so that we can, in our time of need, recognize recognize the miracle. In our time of not needing, just day to day, as we live our life with God, we constantly see him as a miracle. This is a different mindset. This is not a mindset that is controlled by the world. This is a mindset that is led by the Spirit of God. This is an eternal perspective. And when you have that kind of perspective, you will have happening in your life what happened to her, where Jesus stopped and he turned to her and he said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. In other words, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How are you hearing today? So let's look now at Matthew 13, 18 through 19. I've chosen the message version. When anyone hears the news of the kingdom of God, when anyone hears the news of the kingdom of God, and doesn't take it in, it just remains on the surface. And so the evil one comes along and plucks it right out of the person's heart. This is the seed that the farmer scatters on the road. So we have two analogies here. We have one of the enemy plucking the word out of your heart. We have one of the seed that is planted on the road and the birds come and take it away. Both of those analogies are telling us that if you listen in a certain way, then that certain way that's a very shallow way of listening is not going to, you're not going to 
build a memory. You're not gonna keep that information. That's literally what this means. So I call this listener type one. So let's have a quick look at a summary of listener type one. Listener type one is the seed scattered on the road. So when you come to church on Sunday and pastor is preaching and you just listen but you don't really plant the message deeply, well it's going to be gone by the time you get to the park, car park, maybe, maybe it'll last till tomorrow. But that word that you are being given in your church, in your home church, is, is going to carry you through for the week. So plant that deep inside of you so that it carries you through. That's just one example. Every time you do Bible study, if you, or every time you hear a word or a message, I'm teaching you something new now. I can just scatter my words at you and you can just hear this as a nice to hear and go out of here and never learn, learn something from this. Or you can do something more with that. So listener type one is not a good listener. Listener type one, it just literally doesn't take it in. Now, listener type one is good to do when you're in this zone. This zone is the fear zone. This is where bad stuff, all the bad stuff is. Everything that is not love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. This is the love zone. So here, we do not want to be listener type one, or you are going to lose out on how to run your life. But over here, we do want to be listener type one, because you don't want that negativity, that toxic thinking, those bad thoughts, that anger, jealousy, irritation, frustration, gossip. You don't want that to plant deep down inside the depths of your soul. If someone speaks negative over you, you don't want to listen deeply and plant that down deep inside your soul because it will become part of your physical nature. What you choose to listen to and you choose to focus on and you plant will literally build inside your brain and change the networks of your brain and then feed back in a continuous feed loop, a feedback loop into your brain. And if you do, this is where we can confess our sin and we can actually eliminate that because neuroplasticity, as I already mentioned, means that you can actually actually change your brain. So neuro means brain, plastic means to change. So if I do make bad decisions, which we do, you can still confess, receive your forgiveness, and you can change that. You are not a victim of your biology. Okay, so that's listener type one. Let's have a look inside the brain, what happens. So here you are when you wake up in the morning before you put your makeup on, or put your eyes on, or put your head on, okay? So information comes in through our five senses. It's the contact between the external world and the internal world of your mind. So information comes in through our five senses and it sets the mind in action. So the information comes in, passes into the structures of the brain through the neural networks and you have this quantum flow of energy flowing through your brain and putting your brain in action. So your mind goes into action. You are thinking. You are always thinking, by the way. You're a thinking being. You actually think 24 hours a day. So your brain is always active because your mind is always active. When you die, obviously your brain will go to dust and so will your body go to dust, but your soul and spirit has eternal value. So what you are doing with your soul has eternal value. So what you are thinking about has eternal value. Okay, so the information sets your, what you're thinking about, what you are responding to, sets your brain in action, sets your mind in action. And we have this energy flowing through the brain. The first slide I showed you was an actual brain in action. So when you're thinking, there's that firing up that happens in your brain that we can pick up from various different types of brain technology. Okay, so listener type one, the information goes in and it flows through the different parts of the brain and it activates and basically you start getting genetic expression happening, which means that you build a temporary memory. So if you look at the image on the screen, you'll see that there's like a green thing in the middle. Can you see that green thing in the middle? Okay, then can you see above that there's a pink thing? 
And can you see above that there's like a brown area? Now that's your cortex, okay? So what happens is that these trees and your thoughts literally look like trees. The scientists term our thoughts the magic trees of the mind. So as you're listening to me now, as I mentioned earlier on, you're taking, your mind's in action, you're taking the signals that come in through your brain, like you see with the image on the screen, and the information comes into the brain, and you are causing genetic expression and you are building these thoughts. So you have just built a temporary memory. You have built little trees in the outside of your brain as I'm speaking. Okay, so far, each for every, pretty much every concept that you hear, you will grow little branches. The branches on the tops of the trees are called dendrites. So by the end of the service, you would have built easily close to 500, if not more, dendrites on your tree. Okay, sometimes I can give you up to 1,000 facts, not quite that many, but sometimes that can happen. So each concept that you're building, you actually literally grow, grow a branch. Now, the reason I'm emphasizing this is because when this is good stuff, this is when you're getting the word, when you're getting good information, when you're doing life, when you're living a lifestyle of worship, which is not just when you're in church, it's how you do your everyday life. Is it honoring God? Are you reflecting his glory? Are you an image bearer? As you are doing that, you are using your brain in the correct way. If you're not doing that, you're using your brain incorrectly. What you are doing, what you are saying and what you are doing is based upon the thoughts that you have built. So it's very important that we look at the thoughts that we built. Are you building thoughts like that woman with the issue of blood? Because if you are, you are reflecting his glory in whether whatever it is that you do. You don't have to be standing in a pulpit to be reflecting his glory. You reflect his glory in your everyday life. Okay, so when we are thinking those kind of thoughts, we're reflecting his glory, okay, which is what he's called us to do. So when you build a memory, you build, a, I mean, when, as you hear, you build this temporary memory, this short-term memory. Now, everything that I'm teaching you now is going to be in temporary form for around about 24 to 48 hours. So if you listen to type one, you will only retain the information for around about 24 to 48 hours. Let's look at the next slide. Now, here you will see, and this will make a little bit more sense now. This is a neuron in the brain. Neurons make up around about 20% of brain tissue and the other 80% is made up of different types of cells. What we know from research is that our memories seem to be forming around the tips of the neurons. So where you see the top of the neuron, where you see there's that long whirly thing, look at the top where you see little branches. Let's look at a close-up of that. You'll see these, like it looks almost like a little Christmas tree. You'll see the little, um, little thing they call dendrites. The, you can see the tree-like structure, so you are growing dendrites. So if you listen to type one, You've got this temporary memory, but it's in a temporary state. You listen to type one within 24 to 48 hours. If you don't stabilize that information, and it takes 63 days, 21, three cycles of 21, which I'll be teaching you about this morning, and I briefly mentioned it last night. And all this information, by the way, I have loads of books, DVDs, online programs, helping you to develop your spirit, soul, body. Take all the things that I did in my clinical practice and my research, I've adapted that into my books and DVDs, and there's plenty of different books and DVDs because there's plenty of different concepts. All of them are going to help you live your life like you should. I also have a TV show to help you learn these concepts as well. Okay, so you've got this information and it goes into this temporary format and if you don't do something with that information, basically the proteins that these tree-like structures are made of, the little dendrites that you built, that you're building now, they will basically denature, which means that they will disappear and will basically convert into heat energy and you will increase global warming. Okay, so you're still, still awake. 
So we don't want to be listener type one when it comes to things of good life, of, the, of what you're supposed to do in your career, what you're supposed to do as a parent, what you're supposed to do as a leader, as a friend, as a business person, whatever it is that you do. But please be listener type one when people are speaking trash into your lives, when you are thinking, hearing the gossip, when people are whatever, when the devil's lying to you and you don't listen to the lies of the enemy, okay? Stay out of that zone. That's not the normal zone. That's the normal zone, okay? So now let's look at listener type two. So Matthew 13, 20 through 21 from the message, the seed cast in the gravel. So this is the person who hears and instantly responds with enthusiasm, but there is no soil of character. So when the emotions wear off, and this is key, okay, and some difficulty arrives, there is nothing to show for it. Okay, so this is the listener. This is the seed cast in the gravel. So it's not on the surface. There's a little bit of depth. This is the person who hears and responds with emotion. Yes, this is for me. Yes, I'm going to forgive. Oh, I'm going to make this change in my life. And you are totally genuine about that. The emotions are flooding. God has designed our brain to respond to our mind, as I've already mentioned. So we have all these chemicals that start flowing. You see, your mind is your intellect, your will, and your emotions. As your intellect is going, your brain is the substrate which reflects what's going on inside, basically captures and, and which your mind moves through. It causes the release of chemicals as you're feeling excitement and passion and motivation and all these chemicals flow. So God uses everything that he's designed is so wonderfully, magnificently perfect and in such order that he's designed us to have emotions for multiple things. But one of the things is that we know from brain science is that when you're excited and you have focus, you are going to start building good long-term memories, Changes will start happening inside of your brain. But on day three and day four, those chemicals subside because your brain works in order. God has created your brain to basically work in cycles of tension and release, tension and release. And the tension is basically the buildup towards the mem to, as you're thinking and making decisions. And then there's a bit of a relaxation and it builds and relaxes. And what we found is when you're building a new memory, a new concept, and as you're mastering a new concept, around about day three and day four is where you have, um, you've had a big rush of chemicals for three days, three, four days, around about day three and day four, you have the, sub, the subsiding of the chemicals. So then your emotions, basically you're not feeling as emotional, as excited. You're not feeling as motivated. That's when you're back in the office or back at home and back in the routine of your life. And now suddenly you don't feel all this buzz. And this is where God's telling us, stop being a goosebump Christian. You've got to go beyond. I give you the burst. I give you the energy. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. That woman with the issue of blood, she had something she was hoping for. She believed in a God of healing. Faith is a substance. Substance is stuff. Okay, you're building in your brain. You're learning things. There's substance. As you are listening to me now, you are building substance. You are building evidence of things not yet seen. Okay, so hang on to that. You see, if you're only going to become listener type two, as soon as the emotions subside and you can't feel it anymore, you're going to give up. So guess what? Those trees that you have built in your brain will also denature and convert into heat energy. But if you do, if, what, what does happen that's quite interesting. So here's the information goes in through your brain. There's the the neurons that are activated, and there's the um, there's the dendrites that are forming. 
Okay, so now what we found from research, when you are emotional and excited and really listening and you're intentionally, consciously making a decision to apply this information in your life, wonderful things happen in your brain. So what we find, one of the wonderful things is that we find that on day, more or less on day three, not day one and day two, but around about day three and day four, what we find is that a group of proteins are released. Nothing in your brain works in isolation. Everything works together in a coordinated way and in a wonderfully organized way. So on day three and day four, a protein is released called the ChemK2 molecule. It works with a bunch of other proteins and enzymes, but it leads a charge. And that, that ChemK2 protein looks like a nanopoodle. So it's been, it's been fondly nicknamed a nanopoodle. So in order for us to become listener type two, three, and four, we need nanopoodles walking in our brain. Now, where do these nanopoodles walk? Let me show you where they walk. Let's have a look back at this neuron over here. Can you see those purple little pinky purpley looking tubes in the middle there? Okay, those are called microtubules. Okay, hang with me. You're brilliant. You're made in the image of a brilliant God. When you target the struggle, you increase your intelligence. Don't zone out because I'm talking brain science. You're totally capable of processing this information because you are outstanding. Okay, so your microtubules are these tiny little things that look like almost like a train tunnel and they're made up of special proteins called tubulin. I'm just simplifying this process. So inside your neurons, and you have somewhere around about 100, 100 billion neurons, okay? So you have a lot of neurons. Inside them, you've got microtubules, and there's up to 10 million microtubules per neuron and you've got like 100 billion neurons, okay? So you're pretty smart, okay? So these microtubules are tiny, and inside the microtubules, imagine them being a big tunnel, and a tunnel that's with a train track. And imagine that the train track is not yet built. So you can see this big tunnel, that that's what these microtubules, those purple things are like, and then you've got a train track that's just like a little piece. So this is on day three, you're starting to build your train tracks. So our memories, our long-term memories, get imprinted in literal, like little train tracks inside these these, these tunnels. But we actually have to do it. You see, your brain is not self-emergent. Your brain genes are not self-emergent, which means that your brain is waiting to be switched on. It's waiting to be activated. What does that? Your mind, your intellect, your will, and your emotions. As you choose, hey, this is important. I'm going to take what pastor has taught me. I'm going to take what Caroline has taught me, and I'm going to read about this. I'm going to read the book or do some online program. I've got online programs where I walk you through seven minutes a day, getting these principles imprinted in your mind etc. Whatever, I don't mind how you do it. But when you make a decision to daily, daily, not just now and then, daily, start for seven minutes a day minimum, you can go longer, but just seven minutes a day, which is really not long, it will make a massive change in your brain. So if you want to learn something and stabilize something, you need a minimum of seven minutes a day daily to focus on that information. And that, by when you do that on day three, this can keep two molecules released and you start building a train track. So your train track starts to build. And as your train track starts to build, it's you focusing. So each day as you walk for that seven minutes, you are literally building these train tracks. And this is a quantum action that's happening where the information's literally getting imprinted. So here you are, visualize yourself walking your poodle. And this poodle's got these cute little feet. Let's look at our poodle again. This poodle's got these cute little fluffy feet, okay? By the way, the CAMK2 molecule has, is 
use a six-legged poodle, not a four-legged poodle, but I couldn't find a six-legged poodle, so I had to use a four-legged poodle. So they, and this little, you pork in your poodle, and where the little fluffy part is, you get a quantum action, and the information is imprinted. So this poodle is super smart. As it's walking, it's basically imprinting the information. So as you are learning, you've got this information being imprinted, and you are building these train tracks. And as you build the train tracks, you're extending these dendrites. They are growing and growing connections and branches because it's not just one long line. It's all these connections and associations and all the wonderful things that you are learning are being converted into this memory inside your brain. So you are planting stuff inside your brain. So as you plant, as you as you as you come listener type two, this is what's happening. But if you give up, then that that poor little poodle isn't fed and it dies. Okay, there's an analogy. So day three and day four. So listener type three. The seed cast in the weeds is the person who hears the kingdom news, but weeds of worry and illusions about getting more and more and wanting everything under the sun strangle what was heard and nothing comes of it. So this is the seed that's cast in the weeds. So it's gone beyond the surface, gone beyond the gravel. It's actually planted. There's actually some fruit being produced. There's a plant that is growing, but, and, but now the illusions and worries of life come in. Okay, so... Listener type one, it's 24 to 48 hours. Listener type two, it's around about three, four days. Listener type three actually gets to around about seven to 14 days. Let's look at the summary. This is the seed cast in the weeds. They hear, they hear. They hear enough to plant and grow, but worries, desires, more for more envy, etc., come in and that strangles. This is listener type three. So the information goes in the brain, activates mind in action. We get all this activity in the neurons, the little ChemK2 molecules released, the poodle starts walking, okay? And now look at the red circle, okay? In the red circle, what you have there is a single dendrite. So on this little branch over here, if you have a look at this little plant, you'll see where one branch grows out of another branch, there's a little node. We have this happening in the brain. So as you are thinking and learning, so you get these little bumps that form. But it takes seven days for of you persistently, daily, seven minutes a day, walking your poodle, which means you're thinking intentionally and consciously about this new information. You are planting that seed. So as you're planting, by day seven, there a little bump starts forming on the external part. So the work is happening inside the dendrite. And then on day seven, we get an external fruit. We get a little bump forming. As you push through for another seven days, you get to 14 days and if you look there, you'll see that the bump if you look closely, the bump has changed and the stalk has grown a little bit and it looks more like a lollipop. So after 14 days of pushing through, you get a, you get a lollipop shape. Okay, and then after 21, then, then 7 to 14 days, that's generally as long as listener type 3 goes, and then suddenly the illusions and worries of life come along. Now a bump is better than nothing. A lollipop is better than nothing. It means you've got to maybe 14 weeks, and uh, 14 days, sorry, but now the illusions and worries of life come in, and guess what? The little poodle doesn't get fed, it dies, and all that work and all that good stuff you've been implanting that you need for your life has now gone. So we need to be listener type four. This is the seed cast on good earth and is the person who hears and takes in the good news 
okay, and takes and then produces a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. This is the seed cast on good earth. They hear and they plant like the woman with the issue of blood. This is the person who produces, okay. This is listener type four. In through the brain, activates action in the mind, and now let's have a look there at the red circle, okay. So now we found after research, uh, much research in science, this is the science of thought, this is the field that I've been doing a lot of work in. Okay, so after 21 days, more or less, then that little, that the little uh, lollipop has turned into a mushroom. So this is phenomenal. This means that I have physically changed. There's external fruit of the internal work. And research shows that when there's a mushroom, when there's mushrooms along the branches, you have now changed the proteins into self-sustaining proteins, which means you've built a long-term memory. So you've planted this memory. You've actually physically built a new memory after 21 days. It's not going to go away. But now we have to practice using this, consciously, intentionally practice using this new way of thinking for an additional two cycles of 21 days, which makes another 42 days. After 42 days, science shows us that basically that, that information has been automatized. It has been become a habit. Habits don't form after 21 days. Habits form after a minimum of 63 days of you consciously, daily practicing that new way of thinking. And when you've got those kind of thoughts planted, you will be like the woman with the issue of blood, where you will be in a situation and you will be able to rejoice despite the circumstances. You will call on God. It is a different mindset. It is a mindset where you are constantly dialoguing with the Holy Spirit. So we need to focus deeply with the worship team. Please come up. We need to focus deeply on being able to understand the importance of being listener type four. Listener type four is the person who plants that seed deeply. Please be listener type four on this side. When it comes to the word of God, when it comes to how you do your life, how you do your career. And even in your career, you need to be listening deeply. With students, I tell them the same principle applies. If you're studying for an exam, if you're studying any new knowledge, seven minutes a day, you, you do that multiple times a day when you're studying. So you can do up to however many hours you need. But just remember, every seven minutes, something amazing is happening in your brain. You make that effort to plant deeply. And what we have found is that when you're planting deeply, you're changing the nature and the structure of how your brain is functioning. Okay, so... This, what you see up here is another slide. These are microtubules, and I wanted to just show you the one down the bottom is a healthy microtubule. When we're planting good word, there's evidence. When you think in the right way, you build beautiful train tracks. The one that's all disintegrating, the two that are disintegrating on the top, basically show the microtubules that are, are uh, that are incorrectly built from wrong thinking, and that causes neurodegeneration in the brain, setting you up to be vulnerable for disease and for illness. So what we need to do is we need to keep our poodles safe. Very important, okay? On the train track. I'd like you to just listen, to look at this little prayer that C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite authors, and just look what he says here. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I am helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time. Waking and sleeping, it does not change God. It changes me. Ladies and gentlemen, we need God. He changes us. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And if there's anyone here today that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, this is the key. 
to changing your life. This is the key to peace, joy, happiness. This is what we need. I'd love you to be brave. I'd love you to have the faith to raise your hands now. And those of you that want to get born again, literally born again, literally recognize inside of them that call that's deep down inside of us, that call to Christ. He's calling us. He has designed us to be addicted to him. If you feel that inside of you now, if you, if your mind, use your mind to understand what your spirit is already telling you, which is you need God. We need God. We can't live without God. If that is you, I want you to raise your hands. No one is looking at you. Everyone is looking at me. Just raise your hands as an act of faith as an act of faith that you want to follow Jesus. And I also want to challenge those of you that are feel like you need to rededicate your life, that you feel like you just want to recommit, that you really want to commit to implanting those thoughts, His thoughts, deep down inside of our mind, which are way beyond our thoughts. Raise your hands as well. Don't be shy. Raise your hands. Your hands going up all over the place. Raise your hands. And I want you to stand up now. Those of you that are going to choose to follow Christ, that are going to choose to get born again, I want you to come down to the front. Don't be shy. All of you, if you can please stand up now. Let's, let's all stand up and let's clap. Let's encourage those people to move down to the front. I know there's people here that God is calling you and as you move to the front and those of you as well that want to rededicate your life, come up as well. Don't be shy. Those of you that want to rededicate your life, I know that is something that I want to do every day of my life and I'm going to pray with you. Don't be shy. Come forward. God is calling you. We all need a change. We all need to know that God is our Lord and our Savior. Do not be shy. Come forward. The counselors here. They're going to take you out afterwards and give you a beautiful Bible app and various different things. Don't be shy. I know that there's someone in here. I know that there's a few people in here that want to rededicate their lives. If that's you, come forward. Don't be shy. Come forward. Those of you that want to get born again and those of you that want to rededicate your lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all pray this prayer together. And don't be shy as I'm praying it. Come forward. Come forward. This is an incredible act. This is the most exciting time of your life as you step in to eternity, as you step into sharing your life with Christ. Thank you. Come forward. Thank you, Jesus. Don't be shy. Come on. Come forward. God is calling you. I know there's more of you out there. I know that though there's some of us here that really feel we need to rededicate our lives to God. This is a tremendous act of faith. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's raise our hands and let's pray together. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you that you change me. Thank you that I can reach out to you and I can choose to make you my Lord and my Savior. And as I say these words, in this instant, I am being born again into eternal life. I make, I choose to make you my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you for listening to this series. For more information, call 616-534-4923 or visit us at reslife.org.